Hey everyone, welcome back to Around the Emirates podcast with Sarah Musa, where I speak to guests from across UAE about topics you want to hear about. Today, I am joined by a very special returning guest. Hello, Deidre. Hi. <laughs> so nice to be back. So nice to have you back. I love it. I just, I love your energy. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> So if you guys remember, I interviewed Deidre just about a year ago because she had just talked about amazing new books that she'd written. She also has a best-selling cookbook as well for Ramadan. So I have the pleasure of inviting Deidre back to the show to talk about her most recent award-winning book, The Buchanan Bastard. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> Such a pleasure to be here to talk about that. <laughs> awesome. So... You know the drill, Deidre. Please tell me your story. Why did you decide to write this book? Well, you know, I mean, as a writer, um, those of you who do any sort of artistic activities, sort of creative endeavors, you know that there's one thing that's very constant. You can't stop. You just can't. I mean, you're never actually done. There's always another story when this story closes. You're always going to think of something new because this is how we express ourselves. And I think it's incredibly important, not only just to us personally, psychologically, you know, uh, professionally, but it's also important for society, you know, to allow people to do this, to express themselves creatively, because our works leave behind fingerprints of a culture, mm -hmm. you know, later on for future generations to kind of understand the mindset of people at the time. That's why cultural uh, endeavors are so important, like theater, dance, song, you know, writing. I mean, it's incredibly important to leave behind these markers, you know, to help people understand where our hearts were at, mm. you know. And I have to say, I have always really held New Orleans in, in high regard. The, the new book, the Buchanan Bastard. I'll show it to you here. That's an amazing, exciting cover. Look at that. That's right down the, the street where the Mardi Gras parade, you know, wanders down every single year during Mardi Gras. And the, they throw the beads to the onlookers. And it's just a huge party, a fantastic celebration of life every single year. Mardi, Mardi Gras is special. It's incredibly Aww. special. And, you know, uh, my husband and I went on our honeymoon to New Orleans. No so way. I, oh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a special place for me anyway. And I've always found it kind of magical in a way because it's a it's a city of contrasts, you know, because on the surface is this fantastic, you know, family place where you can go see parades and you can have street foods and, you know, like corn dogs and, 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 you know, fried Oreos and things like that. And, you know, enjoy, you know, the, 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 uh, carnival kind of activities that are going on during Mardi Gras, but, you know, there's a dark underbelly, you know, to the city as well. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot going on under the shadows and I thought it was really worth exploring. It might be a really great setting for a murder mystery. And Ooh. that's exactly what it proved to be. <laughs> you know, okay, so Buchanan Ambassador is a murder mystery. It is a murder mystery. Well, it's a murder mystery, a whodunit, 
that turns into a full-on crime thriller because it unfolds as something a lot more complex than just a simple double homicide. It, it unfolds into international espionage and it, it also the uh, um, has ties to the Middle East, if you can believe that. So can't really say much more there because that would mean spoilers and we're definitely right. not doing that. But I mean, if you can imagine, this story hits so many markers. It's double homicide. It's a person wrongfully accused of the murders. It's someone fighting for their innocence. There's Russian mafia. There's Russian spies. And then there are Bedouins, you know, involved in the same story, as well as the gravesite of a voodoo priestess. So what does all that have in common? find out by ordering the Buchanan bastard. <laughs> That's amazing. It's a roller coaster ride. It really is. I can guarantee you a trip down, uh, you know, a, a, it will never be boring, not for one single second. Everyone who's reading it has definitely has told me that and the reviews are just starting to pour in and it's gotten to be number one sales status in Amazon. Now US, Amazon Kindle. So yes. <laughs> that's amazing honestly congratulations um that sounds like, it sounds like it's a book for everyone right like everyone can somehow enjoy the book whether it's like different cultures whether it's like a whodunit like you said even like double homicide that's like incredible but I mean having to write a book like that must have been an, an incredible experience in itself what do you feel were kind of the challenges or kind of the the unexpected twists and turns of writing this book okay making something Plausible. I mean, you have to always make sure that a story seems plausible because I'm talking about writing a story that involves a murder that has been covered up also. Right. I mean, let's just put it this way. The way that the two people who were murdered appeared to be murdered wasn't the actual way they died. So mm. that's all I'm going to say. There's a little clue there, but that took some research to work that out. I see. You know, I mean, you should see my search history. I mean, <laughs> a, an author's <laughs> a little bit dangerous. <laughs> an author's search history is a very dodgy thing. I mean, when you research ways to poison, ways to shoot, you know, the kinds of guns that were used by people in the 1970s, by the police in the 1970s. Right, exactly. Assault weapons, that sort of thing. I'm like, I I sure hope nobody's like watching my stuff, you know, because <laughs> they might they think they're like really wrong about me. Yeah. That's not true. <laughs> I'm just a writer, I swear. <laughs> wow, that's that's crazy. Um, so, so no research you... a lot. No, I mean, the fact that you were able to search all these things, I mean, there's delete the cookies and delete the history for a reason, right? Um, so, <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, what would you say was the most memorable moment for you in writing this book? Uh, well, you know what? In every really great book, there's also there's a there's a great loss of somebody very important. I, mm. I'm not gonna say who, but there's always, I mean, if you really think about it, even in films and great books, great stories, someone very important needs to meet a very horrible end. 
And it's always painful when that happens. And, you know, it hurts you too, as the writer, you don't want of to course. kill the character. You really don't, you know, but you know, they have to, for the greater good. I mean, they have to be, it's, it's a power that we have, but we don't like using, you know, but at the end of the day, you end up with a story that will, that will get the tears that we get the heartwarming feeling though at the same time, knowing that everyone will now be okay. Everyone will go on to have a bright future, maybe because of this person's sacrifice, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's, that's hard. That's always a memorable moment, you know, to come through that. But after, I mean, in terms of, you know, as an author, now that's in terms of the writing, a memorable moment as the author would have to be the launch party. The launch party was the most wonderful thing. I was so excited. We had it. We actually collaborated with um, uh, Max, my Maximus, which is a center for special needs adults in Dubai. And they teach vocational uh, skills to adults with all kinds of learning disabilities. And it's wonderful. It's a wonderful place. So I was very happy that they offered to give me the venue, you know, to have the launch there, because at the same time, I could be promoting my book, I could also sort of promote them. Of you know, and that was, it was great to draw some attention to a place like that, because as you know, I have a son with autism and that just, it's the kind of cause that's really near and dear to my heart. So it meant a lot, you know, to be able to shine, you know, a light there as well. So, and they were great. They were so great. The kids sang, you know, they, they Aww. had Mardi Gras decorations everywhere. There was masks and everything and the beads and there was a Mardi Gras cake and it was just so cool. It was all so well done and it was packed. It was just packed with people. So it was a great event, probably the best book launch I have ever had. So I'm never going to forget that. Of Wait, course, you know, how many books you've written? <laughs> Sorry, remind me how many books you've written? Uh, well, this would be the ninth. You're gonna you're going to double digits, Matt Deidre. That's where we have a problem. <laughs> well, I've I've already got an idea actually for number ten. It's been brewing, you know, during Ramadan now. There's something there's something about fasting, I think, that clears Seriously? the mind, you know, it's like clears the chakras, right? <laughs> exactly. That's but insane. I think I'm gonna go back to something a little more supernatural you know, for the next one. Yeah, I, I can feel it coming. You can feel it There's brewing. a supernatural novel. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> well, as, as somebody who has literally dipped their toe in every type of kind of, you've, I think you've done, you've done like horror, you've done supernatural, you've now done like homicide. I know that you've done cooking. So as somebody who is as accomplished as yourself, as like an award-winning, you know, author, screenwriter, everything, all of the above basically, um, what advice would you give to aspiring young authors who are looking to kind of, you know, put words to paper? Okay. I can tell you one thing. Everybody can write. All right. Just like everybody can run. You can run, but you can't run um, a, a marathon unless you train. Right. So I think writing, you have to look at writing as the same thing. You can't just say, I'm just going to sit down and write a book because yeah, sure. You probably can. I'm not saying you can't. I think everybody 
probably has the ability to do it, but not everyone has the discipline to do mm. it. So you really have to set your mind to have the discipline it needs, you know, to do that. I mean, a ballerina, you know, everybody's seen that poster, you know, with the ballerina's feet, right? That every, not everyone wants to, you know, to soar as an artist, but not everyone wants to give everything that it takes, you know, and the, it shows the ballerina's foot and one side has the beautiful slipper. But if you see underneath her beautiful slipper, she's got, you know, toes that are sore and bandages all over her feet where she's, you know, they've taken such a beating from all the practice, you know, writing is the same. I mean, you're going to go through a lot of drafts. You're going to go through a lot of crumbled papers on the floor. You're going to, you know, you're going to go through a lot of ideas that you thought were great, but they turned out to be, you know, not so, not so awesome. They're not going to go anywhere. But the nice thing is, is that if you keep on plugging away, you keep on putting yourself in your writing environment every day, you know, and you keep journaling. I mean, I, I strongly recommend journaling, write down your thoughts just all the time, keep a record of what you're thinking about, because you never know what kind of idea could crop up just from ordinary everyday things even objects in your house mm. you know I mean have you ever looked at like you know uh, a perfume bottle and thought okay maybe it could be a vessel for something you know ooh, a vessel for what you know <laughs> I mean, maybe it could be an ancient bottle you know that has been you know, just gifted to you by a mysterious relative that you don't know. See, you know, yes, there's a mystery brewing there, you know, <laughs> exactly. You know, you just, you spin it, you keep spinning those ideas more and more and more. And you know what it goes back to as well? It goes back to the time when we were all six years old. And did you know that when you're six years old, your, your creative level is like full on, you're like, you're like a battery that's at a hundred percent power when you're six, you know, you can imagine anything is true. You can, you know, imagine a bicycle is like a horse that you're galloping on, you know, through the forest or, you know, the monkey bars, you're climbing up a mountain and you're going over a lava stream. And, you know, I mean, you can imagine there's pterodactyls over you that are about to to bite you or grab you and you're, you're dodging them at the same time, you know, I mean, you're just, you're full on, you know, imagination, key to being a good writer is to tap into that power once again, you know, to tap into that power you you had when you were six, that it was right. full on. And before things like school and family and the rules of society told Adulting. you that those were childish <laughs> behaviors that you had to stop, mm. you know? <laughs> they didn't realize that, they, that you actually have a superpower at that age and that kind of thing not should never be just squelched out completely, but actually nourished and encouraged along, along with, you know, fitting into society. You shouldn't like say goodbye completely to that mm-hmm. side of you. That's a little advice for parents as well. I think that you should always encourage creativity from the very beginning Never let it completely go away because you never know what that child could grow up to be. You know, what could they grow up to invent or think of, you know? That's amazing. (laughs) No, that is is so true because it's not just about kind of 
it's 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 part of the whole nurturing process. So you're not just thinking, okay, go to school, do your homework, you know, be a good kid. It's about how are you different? How are you um, exploring the untapped parts of yourself that actually could be of use to you? So if you you liked, you know, to to play around and dance when you're a kid, you might grow up to be like a professional choreographer. You might enjoy dancing as like self expression as exercise. You never know. Um, but I love the fact that you're not just sticking to like what this means for you as an author, but you're also thinking about how you are continuing to, to unleash your creativity and also teaching kids how to, how to follow that lead. So that's incredible. Um, I love, I love, I love how the way that you think, and I'm sure everyone is super excited to read your book now. So for everybody listening, it's the Buchanan bastard. (laughs) You can find it on Amazon. Show them the book again, because it's a pretty cover. Absolutely, because there it is go. An awesome we love cover. it. We love it. <laughs> and guess what? It's also available as a hardcover too. Let me show you that one. And see this beautiful Ooh, hardcover edition. That is oh, very that's pretty. A really nice one. It's that's shiny. It's, it's like Harry Potter. Really nice yeah, and that one will last like years and years in your bookshelf. You that's know, so awesome. it might be worth the extra. You know, just to have that. But, you know, we've got the paperback and there's also an ebook available too. So if you do, you want to be environmental, you can go that way also. That's amazing. Well, it's been such a pleasure speaking to you today, Deidre, about all of this. I am sure that all my listeners are super excited to read your book and can't wait for the next one. (laughs) Thank you. It will be coming very soon. Very soon. (laughs) Thanks, Deidre. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you, lovely. Bye.